0: Hello, Chamber members and listeners, wherever you may be, welcome to this episode of the Make a Point Podcast. My name is Jared Gruccio, alongside your co host, Dawn Hunter, the Executive Director here at the Greater Vineland Chamber of Commerce. Hi, friends, it's Jared Gruccio, co host of the Make a Point Podcast, and Consider this my invitation to you to join us December 9th for our annual gala. It's our 101st annual gala, and it begins at 7 o'clock. We need you to register before December 1st. That way we can get you all the goodies and necessities to be uh, fully engaged with the virtual event. So it is a virtual gala the first time in a hundred years that we'll be doing it virtually uh but please join us december 9th uh, get registered at vinelandchamber.org enjoy the podcast
1: all right good morning uh our audience uh glad to have you here on our GVCC make a point podcast and i'm dawn hunter the executive director of the greater vineland chamber of commerce and we are so fortunate this morning to have Assemblyman Eric Simonson from the state of New Jersey um, with us to talk and chat and uh, get to know a little better. So welcome.
2: It's my pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah. So tell us a little bit about you as a person, you know, where are you from and and what you do on a normal day or whatever you want to share with us.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, you know, as you well know, right now, none of the days are normal, but I'll, I'll go through a... Uh, So I I was born and raised in in Cape May County, um, Cape May and Lower Township area, went to Lower Cape May Regional High School, uh, went on to Trenton State College uh, for my BFA and then um, got a special ed certification through Rutgers University and then my education administration master's through the University of Scranton. Uh, I was a teacher for 18 years I taught art, music, and special education. I in worked at Cape May County, Cape,
1: County. Teaching me that? County? Was yes, it Cape May County?
2: At Cape May County Special Services. Okay. Um, and during that time, I wrestled in college. So I was a collegiate athlete. And then I, I was a head wrestling coach here at Lower Cape May uh, until I became an administrator. And I left Cape May County Special Services and came back to this district as a vice principal in the junior high. And then I now am the athletic director. So. I oversee all the athletics and the arts and, um, activities. So it's, uh, it's an interesting time for that as well, obviously with us working in a school district. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I live right here in lower township with my wife, Anna. She's a a registered nurse, uh, at shore Memorial hospital. And my two daughters, Katya, my oldest is a sophomore at Cabrini university. Okay. My, my younger daughter, uh, Victoria is a, is a sophomore here at lower Cape May. Um, I got involved with government uh on council in lower township, was a councilman in ward two and ward three. We we moved and um did that and then became mayor, was elected mayor. Um, was my my last term there before I became an assemblyman. So um and then during that time I'm also an ordained deacon at Macedonia Baptist Church uh in Cape May City. Um past president or vice president of the Kamey County NAACP uh, still a member, but past past vice president and um, past board member for faces for autism and a past president of Cape Me County Liggy Municipalities. Um, wow. Yeah. So I'm also a professional musician.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't enough, right? <laughs> and I
2: have, uh, I have four full length CDs that have, that have been released over the last geez, 30 years as well as two kids CDs, one which um, I was fortunate enough to go out to the Grammys because it was uh, considered for a Grammy one year, um, my my children's album. So that's my my, uh, side job or my real job, whatever I want to call it at the time.
1: (laughs) You're real captain for that job, I'm sure. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So I I guess I'm a jack of all trades, master of none, but um, (laughs) the assembly has been interesting. Uh, I know you've already met with um, Senator Testa and Assembly McClellan, we have a great team, yeah. and I know those guys like myself, uh, Cumberland, Atlantic, and Cape May County are dear to our hearts because we we all grew up here. So, yeah. or we have a vested interest with our families and and uh, our communities and our our friends and neighbors and you know our businesses especially. So,
1: mm-hmm. so let's go back to um, obviously you've held a lot of leadership positions in your career. Um, so is there anything in your early days, um, in your childhood, like, you know, this path that you've taken in life? Cause mm-hmm. I think a lot of us don't really know where our path is going to be. And then all of a sudden <laughs> we're somewhere we didn't expect to be. So is there something in, in your early days that you thought, gee, I really want to be this when I grow up? Or was it just like things just kind of developed?
2: Yeah, well, it's funny. Well, first of all, my father is, is a longtime ship captain. Um, and also um, was a youth football coach for 40 years, 45 years, almost 50 years in Lower Township. In fact, there's a football field named after him. And um, my mother is, has been an educator and w- was a teacher. So I kind of took a little of both um, or a lot of both and combined. So uh, my parents have been great. Um, they're still alive in their 80s and and doing well. Uh, they've been a big influence. But um, I would say one interesting uh mentor and I, and I have several, but, uh, when I was in grade school, um, Reverend Robert O. Davis was my disciplinarian. So I, I always kid around. I got to know him very well. And he, he is, uh, a very, very well known in these parts. He's a African-American preacher at the time. Um, and I, got to know him very well. He, he's a good friend of the family. And he was a mentor of mine. I, I ended up joining his church. And then when I raised my family in, in his church, um, became a deacon ordained. And, uh, you know, he's since passed on, but um, I still, I still am a member, an acting member in that church. Um, so that was interesting. You know, I, I always, uh, and when I was a vice principal, I could tell the kids, look, I've, I've, I've sat in that chair too, you know, when I had to discipline them. But um, I've had a lot of good coaches um, through wrestling and football and and, and just growing up um, yeah, yeah. I had um, dan Dan money is is a guy that's been around you might't know the name Dan's very yeah. well respected in the education community he was my mentor uh, when I became an administrator um, and Linda towns anderson who also they they are all part of my church and we They've really helped me a lot in my uh, in my leadership role, and especially in the education
1: part of it. So, and obviously, your dad. Yeah. From what you've said, I can tell that um, he's been a big influence and role model, probably in your life.
2: Well, and it's funny because my dad's eighty-three years old, and uh, we still so we, you know, I have my fake parts, and I'm beaten up as a washed-up wrestler, but uh, um, I'm in I'm a you know, I still do a lot of, of sporting. Um, and it's, it's, it's a, it's a good time. Cause he got into cycling. We both do, um, like I did a hundred mile ride on Saturday. Uh, it's extreme. We do extreme cycling, you know, and he still doesn't do anything. He's 83 going on 25. I kid around, but, um, we're supposed to do a 40 mile ride this afternoon together. So, at wow. 83 years old he's pretty impressive yeah wow great.
1: that is really impressive yeah. I mean I, I bike myself too but I don't do 100 miles I don't even do 40 anymore maybe <laughs> maybe I could do 25 in a stretch you know but um,
2: well, so like we'll go on vac. we'll go on a weekend and he'll do the 40 mile do the 100 mile and we get to hang out so we, we spent a lot of time together so it's wow good.
1: that is so. that is impressive <laughs> So you got good genes going.
2: I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> the joints aren't so good. I have a bunch of fake parts, but
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, still working anyway. But yeah.
1: so tell me, um, why did you want to be an assemblyman? Why did why did you want to go to that state? The next step into the state level.
2: Well, I was, you know, I, it, it, at the municipal level. I think is such good experience at the municipal level because you really have to understand your communities and and. Where you come from, and I think that's the biggest thing that that Michael, Antoine, and I experience. Um, as you well know, uh, Cumberland County, Cape May County, and, and a lot of Atlanta County are totally different from the rest of New Jersey. And um, it, unless you've lived here or or spent a significant amount of time down here, you wouldn't you wouldn't understand it. And I say that all the time. Um, and it's like you know Cumberland County with the farmland and, you know, the type of rural area that it is uh, Cape May County with the tourism, because you have the bays and the beaches. Um, and of course, Atlanta County even has Atlantic city, which is different from any other place uh, in the state. But, um, you know, on the municipal level, I had a really good, um, you know, was part of a great team. And I always say you can't do it by yourself. We all know that. And it's it's. Uh, I was fortunate enough to lead a great team, especially when I was mayor. Um, over the three years I was mayor before I became a something, we got so much done. I mean, we had zero tax increases while we had the highest surplus we ever had in the in the township. Um, we got a I don't know like five major projects done within three years. That it was just getting a lot of things done, and I, I felt like. I could leave it in good hands. Um, and I was approached to run for the assembly. And I thought, you know, if, if, uh, you know, I can get stuff done at this level, let me try to do it at the next level. So,
1: well, we certainly appreciate that because it's not easy.
2: <laughs> no, and it's, it's I definitely get, not been a lot easy.
1: credit that Step forward and are willing to do it.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and then of course, who would have thought, you know, you're, you, you get elected and, and, a month and a half, two months later, we get hit with a pandemic that really hasn't been seen in, in decades or probably close to a century. So, um, you know, it's, it's been an interesting ride. I, I, you know, I take it one day at a time and, and I, I treat everything as a learning experience. So um, the, the more we get into this, the more we'll, we'll grow as a team down here. And, and like I said, we just have to keep fighting for, for what we need in district one, because it's so much different than other districts.
1: Yeah. I said, I said with, um, Assemblyman McClellan too, that, um, we're district one, one should matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're number one. <laughs> so, when I
2: know Michael Senator Testa I, during the, when we were campaigning, and I just off the top of my head one day said, look, we love, we love living at the bottom of the state, but we're tired of being treated like the bottom of the barrel. And Michael loved that. So he, he used, we all use that as kind of our battle cry, you know, so. That's a good,
1: um, it's good. I like it. It's a good. And it's
2: true. It really is. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: You know. I think um, one of the things I think is interesting about this whole pandemic and the business community side of it and economic development and this particular area of the state is that we have such potential. I think there's a huge opportunity for um, growth in a whole way that we never even thought before mm-hmm. with remote working and um, recruiting a workforce that might be completely different than actually lives here.
2: Yeah, and you know, I've seen, you know, you go to downtown Cape May, or or even downtown Cape May Courthouse, or or Wildwood, or some of these other towns. Um, I've been to Vineland, I was just up in Vineland, and the Millville downtown, all these areas. You know, I, I hope that, once this is over, the whole outside um, for the because re- we know restaurants are huge in our district. Um, dining is a is a big deal because uh, there's, there's a lot of beautiful places to dine. You know, Cumberland County has the Bayside and 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 like I said, the Bayside all the way down to the point, and then we have up the other side. You know, and it's um it's really festive atmosphere. I think obviously there's going to be some areas that you need your parking lot back and things like that, but. I think it's opened a new door uh, for dining where they can maximize and, and possibly, hopefully when this is over, once they start dining inside, they can keep a lot of the outside that they didn't never really thought of before. Um, yeah. So, it, you know, you gotta, I'm an optimist. You have to take those the opportunities you're given and try to make the best of them. But you're right. I mean, as far as the remote, um i've been able to be on two or three meetings at once so it's you know <laughs> when you have to actually be there in person you sometimes you have to cancel something so we're um it's so true fortunate.
1: i've done the same thing i i can be on one because it's all um muted so mm-hmm. i can listen and i don't really have to speak very much and then i can be on one that's more interactive and and still be in touch with both groups yeah
2: absolutely <laughs> Yeah. And I can multitask, so I have like one in each year, and I'm a I can you know try to absorb as much as I can. But um, but yeah, I, I think that part of it is uh, going to be helpful moving forward. Yeah. Um, and you know I, know,
1: I know you haven't been in that job very long, but if you had to pick um, the most pressing issue of the moment, obviously other than the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, for the state, what would you say that would be?
2: Well, I, th- I th- it's probably issues that. They do stem from the pandemic. Uh, just things that I don't, can't wrap my head around. Um, one is, you know, we, you and I discussed before before we uh, started up here was the whole restaurant thing. When you wait till three days before the biggest uh, weekend of the year to pull the plug on it, um, and we had been leading up to that. Uh, you know, they, the, the business owners were told, and it's not just restaurants. I mean, there's people that stock their shelves. Um, clothing stores that stock their, their racks, um, all in anticipation for 4th of July weekend. And um, you know, it was something that um, I, it just didn't make any sense because I know the Cape May County freeholders put together a real, uh, a, a great plan as far as um, progressive plan to open by 4th of July. Um, but with that, I, and I, I know one of the other things was the DMV, you know, we're, we're, closed, but we're paying the workers. Now let's open. And then we're not going to pay to work. The, the, the the DEP and the fish and wildlife. Um, I have some very good friends up there that I'd spoke to that, uh, you know, they furlough fish and, they furlough fish and wildlife during the two busiest weeks of the summer. And yet they didn't furlough them back when everything was closed. Um, and most of the, the, the boat ramps and things, which are huge in Cumberland and Cape May County, uh, were unmanned anyway. So, and, and then to find out in, in speaking and doing some research and, and digging a little deeper that um, you know these employees aren't even paid by out of our state budget. They're paid by fish, fishing licenses, hunting licenses, and uh, federal grant money. So it saved the, it saved the state absolutely no money um, furloughing our, our fish and wildlife uh, employees. So it, you know, it's
1: we have an active, bizarre things. Yeah. As, as you know, we have an active advocacy group. And one of the things um, we always kind of chuckle about is common sense seems to be lost in government. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it just, we shake our heads and say, did anyone really look at this like the, the effect, uh, you know, of what happens when you pass a legislation like this, you know, so... Um, yeah, and awesome. I
2: think some some of the legislators, not all, obviously, most of the people are, were up there trying to do what's best for our constituents. And again, someone else's constituents are going to have different needs than ours, obviously, like we talked about. But, um, you know, some, it's like, how many bills can, can I get in and pass to, to get my name on them and without? And I think the biggest eye-opening experience was my first day in one of the committees where myself and another uh, assemblyman asked questions as to, and I won't even get into what it was about, but um, how much is it going to cost? Well, we don't know yet. Um, Who's going to get the contracts? We don't know yet. All right. Well, where's the money going to go when it's collected? Because it was something that would have normally went back to the municipality was something they wanted to do statewide. Well, we don't know. That'll be determined later. So we vote no and the rest all vote yes. And it gets passed. And I, I just shook my head. I'm like, what the heck just happened? Like, uh, <laughs> like you said, common sense. I'm like, look, let's go, go back to the ch- the, the chalkboard and um, figure that stuff out. And then maybe I'll vote yes for it if it makes sense after that. But it's just, they ram things through sometimes. And um, yeah. Yeah. you know, the other part of it is at the municipal, having been on the municipal level for 10 years for a decade, um, I thought it took a long time. There was a lot of red tape at that level. Uh, we got stuff done at light speed compared to, um, yeah. you know, uh, to the Senate and the assembly. So yeah. it, it's, you know, but you learn as you go and, and you get better and you, and you, you got, it's like a buffet, you know, you got to take a little bit from each yeah. uh, experience and it, it makes you, uh, you know, more in tune as you go. So.
1: Yeah. And you, and you just like everything in life, you just got to keep at it. Yeah, you know, and and sometimes you win, sometimes you don't, but you, you just gotta. Keep... Yeah,
2: it's persistence and perseverance, and and eventually, you know, I believe we. We'll, I like I said, I I, you know, I didn't get into this to quit at it. So, yeah, you know, and and you've met Antoine and, and Michael already, so, um, we're we're in it to to win it. You know, we're in it to to. Mm-hmm. We'll get we'll get what we need to get done eventually. It's gonna just got to keep chipping away. You know.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So let's switch gears a little bit on your music. So how did you get into music? Was it something early on?
2: Uh actually no. I I mean it depends on what early on is. I I started you know I was well, always relative, nasty
1: right. What's that? <laughs> That's relative.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean my mom my, my mother was a a a musician. She uh went to college, you know, went got her degree, taught choir and taught piano. She's a classically trained pianist and all that. So and I just, I was always so involved in athletics, um, as an athlete that, so my senior year in high school, I I had, I could always sing. I have perfect pitch and things like that. So I, I, um, you know, you're, everyone thinks they can sing. So, but I had some guys that I was friends with that had a band and they needed a singer. So that's how it started. And then I taught myself to play guitar. Um, once I got in college, I spent a lot of time, uh, teaching myself and writing songs. I, I do a lot of original songs and, um, put a band together. And uh, I mean, we, we had a really nice run and we have four CDs that I've played with people from Bruce Springsteen's band and George Clinton, all all famous. I've, I mean, I could rattle off, uh, you know, we got to open for a lot of really um, interesting names that, and um, you know, had a nice following, did touring while all while graduating college and, and then just wow. kept it going, and and I I still play um, not as much as I used to, but uh, it was just, it's definitely uh, a, it's a, it's a therapy too. I think it gets um, it's a way to clear your head, and and it's a whole other avenue from all the other things, whether it's politics or working in a school district. Um, so it's 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 been, you know, it's just something it it came to me naturally. It, it came kind of easily, so. Right. Um, it's something I capitalized on
1: so um, is guitar the only instrument you play?
2: no, I actually I play almost all of them I guess oh, I,
1: okay I
2: pick up I mean mostly guitar um, bass mandolin, um some piano uh, hmm. you know when I record, I pick up different instruments and and lay down stuff, but it's mainly guitar and singing harmonica and and um bass guitar.
1: So what's the name of the um, children's CD that you mentioned?
2: So it is E, it's called E is for Eric and
1: uh, (laughs) yeah. So people Uh, can find that out there?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's online. Um, Okay. And I used to do, I used to tour the schools um, as a, uh, you know, uh, educational show and do, um, it was, you know, working with special needs uh, students and I had all disabilities and all grades. Um, I got to to try them out on all the kids. So the the ones that didn't weren't very popular, you know, went by the wayside. And the ones that were were uh, hits with the kids, I got to put down on a CD. So
1: well, that's a good testing ground because they're going <laughs> to let you know those kids. <laughs> absolutely,
2: absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: Cool. So do you read it all? I always ask every guest speaker, is there a favorite book or a favorite author?
2: I do. Um, I'm more into the audio books because of my, you know. I, I learn auditorily. I, my eyes, I've, I don't see as well as other people. So, um, it's easier for me to listen, but I do. I, I, um, my favorite book of all time is is Tony Morrison's Song of Solomon, which I found fascinating. I had a, um, I minor I minored in English. So I, I had a, a really cool professor, uh, this woman, Jane Brown, and, and I took a women writers class and, um, learned a lot. And, and that was one of my favorite books.
1: Yeah, she's good. Yeah. <laughs> she's really good. That's interesting.
2: And now she's, she's at Princeton, you know, she was, she would make appearances at, at now it's the college in New Jersey, but, um, oh yeah, she's kind of local now. Cause she was a professor at, at Princeton as well, which is, was only like 10 or 15 minutes away. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, accessible. Yeah. So let's see, we talked about your hobbies. We talked about, the assembly. Is there anything else you want to share with us about um, you and what your future may hold or any pearls of wisdom, as they say?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right now, it's very interesting because as now an athletic director, um, we're kind of the guinea pigs, and I hate to use that word, but we started sports um, and it's, we're, Lower Cape May is a a member of the Cape Atlantic League, which encompasses uh, all the Cape May County schools, um, most of the Cumberland County schools, if I think almost all of them and most of the Atlantic County schools. So, um, we, uh, you know, we've been meeting on a weekly basis, the other athletic directors and, you know, we're the first ones to come back to school before school even starts. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. And, and I would imagine that to see how the sports start out, you know, as far as cases being reported and, um, would determine how school's going to start. Um, and that's, that's, uh, obviously a major issue right now. Um, we want the kids in school, especially the, the disadvantaged kids. Um, because, you know, that's another thing I couldn't wrap my head around when the governor said we need to close, no one's going back to school till we close the digital divide. And I was like, well, that only opens it up more because, um, as a vice principal, I was on a closing the achievement gap uh, committee that met up at Rowan University. And, um, you know, that's one of the, obviously, the, everyone knows a major hurdle is um, the socioeconomically, some of these kids don't have the means or the tools that other kids have. Um, and they're the ones that really need to be in school. So, but, uh, but obviously, we have to be safe. And, and the sa- safety to kids is number one. Um, we're fortunate here. We have a Chromebook one-to-one initiative where every kid gets a Chromebook. Um, as the mayor, I, I worked out a shared service with Comcast where we, we signed a contract with them uh, for 10 years and they supply internet to the, if the kid gets free or reduced lunch, they can get internet and a computer at a real cheap um, cost. So everyone in the township here has internet um, or should have internet. Yeah. So, but it's not like that everywhere. And I'm sure there's yeah. pockets in Cumberland County as well, especially on the uh, western side. You know, afterwards.
1: yeah, we talk right. about it all the time in Cumberland County that um, there's areas that don't have internet access, and we all, right. you know, everyone takes it for granted that oh, we'll go on the website. Everyone's being driven to a website, and there are people out there being really lost in that um, absolutely big, huge gap. Yeah. Well,
2: not only that, you know, if you have a, a single parent family where mom or dad works and the kid's home alone all day and they don't have that, you know, they don't have the parents to push them or make sure they get on. Look, we know what that's, what that's like. Not everyone has um, parents that are, you know, watching over them and making sure they're doing stuff. And some kids will do it on their own. They're, you know, and some won't. So, yeah. Um, yeah. and it's a shame for those kids that, you know, you, they're the kids you don't want to want to slip through the cracks when they're in school. So you can imagine what it's like uh, when you're not in school. So I know a lot of, and I've talked to a lot of the Cumberland County school uh, districts and, and Cape May County, as well as Atlantic County. Um, You know, these hybrid models we're, we're actually doing 25% where the kids go one day a week um, and they'll be online, but at least they're, at least they're here somewhat normal. And then we'll increase to 50 uh, at the end of September, if all, all goes well. Um, and you know, so like you, I said,
1: in, I'm sorry to interrupt, but are, uh, you're in session
2: now. No, no, no. Okay. Um, sports, sports started. Okay. So uh, what they they have what they call the the summer uh, sessions that you can you can work out. Um, but you know, every kid has to be tested, has to have their temperature taken, they have to fill out a daily COVID form, um, and then the NJSIA. That's a whole other all wax they put out guidelines and the first phase they have to be in pods of 10 they have to be separated and it's it's a lot of um right now that's what i'm dealing with so if that uh works out i think that will i think whether that passes or fails as a whole will determine um what the governor does i would hope it should oh, i mean yeah. that would make sense but again we talked about common sense but <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> You know, we'll see how the sports go because we're really the first ones. Like today I had a a driver's, I let, um, I oversee our phys ed teachers and they're doing, I told you the driver's ed tests um, for the kids that missed out. The poor kids could actually get their permits, but then we're out, couldn't take their, their test once um, school closed. So we're doing the makeup test and it's kind of a trial run, getting the kids, the classroom sanitized and desks six feet apart. And, um, you know, so like I said, we're easing in and, and hopefully, um, everybody does that and we can yeah. keep increasing the amount of kids we bring back and so on. But who knows, you know, if we have another outbreak or,
1: you know, you know. I know it's, it's, so, um, it's such a tough situation. And then, you know, you feel bad, um, not feel bad, but you're very concerned about the people that, you know, they have to go back to work. And Absolutely. they have school age children at home. And if they don't go back to school, what do you do with them? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes. And, and listen, there's, or you have a teacher that has underlying conditions that,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
2: mm-hmm. they want to come back, but they're afraid they're going to, which I get you're around kids all day. Um, and a lot of these, a lot of the kids, as we know, can carry it and don't necessarily yeah. show symptoms. Um, yeah. You know, the other, the only other frustrating part is, is getting back to our businesses is, um, you know, Cape me County and Cumberland County are the two lowest in the state, like for cases. And we've actually, as of this past week, um, even our out of town non-residents has leveled off. Good. Um, I know my wife work does time at Cape Regional as well as sure. And I think Cape Regional I had, as of this week, had two patients in there. So Good. Um, and Cumberland County has more hospitals they have because Shore Memorial is actually in Atlanta County but I know you guys have the Virtua and and um, you know some some really good hospitals and they're not they're not getting overloaded with cases and Uh and then I I understand it but it's frustrating because we have to abide by the same uh, rules or guidelines as you know Hudson County and and Bergen County and um, and they're really two different places altogether. Yeah, so.
1: yeah, really congested, highly densely populated right. areas versus. And here. closer
2: to the city. And, yeah, you know. Um, yeah. So we just got it, like I said, one day at a time for me. So it's. Uh,
1: well, very good. I really enjoyed our conversation here. This was yeah, nice. Absolutely. Yeah. And we'd love to have you back. Um, once you get further into your assembly ship, sure. <laughs> and, uh, the year Hopefully goes we'll be
2: able to have lunch at that time or, 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 yeah, some, or coffee nice. or something in person. Yeah. So
1: We'll do it in person and, uh, <laughs> record it again, but thank you so much assemblyman for your time. Thank really you.
2: And if, if uh, I, well, you know, obviously Senator Tess is right there in town. His, our office is in, um, right now working out of his office, but, um, you know any questions you have for me i'm i'm always available accessible so
1: well we have i always copy you right so i if we send anything out it's always to the three of you mm-hmm. um so you're all aware so obviously um, this health insurance tax uh is a problem oh. you know I, I don't understand it makes no sense it's not going to drive costs down for anybody
2: no um, well, I can, I, as someone that pays the maximum cause I'm maxed out at paying my percentage, it's, it's definitely not going to drive mine down. So, yeah. and again, I don't, I don't do it just for myself, but it's yeah. uh, looking, working in a school district, you, you see the teachers, it's not, it's, um, I don't understand it either. It's, uh, again, so, it, some of it is very frustrating, but you have to keep a level, a level head and an open mind and, and, um. You know, just keep looking for for new ways to uh, improve or or examples to um. Get, you know, get past or, or, or at least yeah. revise these type of things. You know? Right,
1: right, amend them, uh, and you know, find right, exactly. find a find a a different solution. Yeah. Um, Anything that's related to liability for businesses, keep your eye out for for us for COVID nineteen because they're very concerned. Um, I know federally they're working on a five-year piece um, piece of legislation to, like a five-year, protection, um, but we know that it's a real concern for businesses about liability for people being infected at the in the pandemic. So,
2: yeah, and I know there there's concern over uh, Assembly Bill twenty two twelve, which um, As mayor, we actually had an opportunity zone in Lower Township, which we ran through. The uh, Cape May County Airport is located in Lower Township. It was a rundown. It looked like something out of a sci-fi movie, but for a long time. And uh, now there's growing businesses there. Uh, Cape May Brewery is there. The Naval Air Station Wildwood is there, which is a huge museum. We have a brand new public safety building for our police and and rescue and fire. Um, There's a new tech village that just went in. So we're doing a lot of great things there and I know that Cumberland County got two opportunity zones as well and you know the more we restrict environmentally restrict these areas where you could actually bring businesses in uh it's definitely not helping us in in district one that's for sure so um over restricting I think there's plenty of restrictions Uh, there's enough as it is uh yeah so you know well um you know, you just gotta keep fighting the good fight, as as uh as the the good book says. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it, and we appreciate your service and all you're doing for your school district as well. That it's awesome. So. No, thanks. it's
2: my pleasure, and thanks, Thanks again for having me. So.
1: You're welcome. Keep in touch. Okay. Yeah. All right, so- God bless. <laughs> Bye. Take care.